Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to One P Talk, One Purpose Blog Talk Radio Show. I am the editor and owner of One Purpose Magazine, and I am here with another week of our community chat, where we bring you self-love talk, culture topics, and main topics that are centered around health, wellness, and mental health. Thank you for tuning in to our weekly podcast. I hope you are here to enjoy the show. Hey, 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 what's up? What's up, everybody? I hope that you all can hear me out there. I haven't tested my mic. Hopefully that, hopefully I'm being heard. But I am here today at my normal time of 3 o'clock <laughs> to have a little chat with you. Today I'm calling the topic Small Talk, the times we are in. I didn't prepare a conversation like I normally would. I was a bit thrown off. You know, I, I honestly... I didn't, um, I had been thinking all morning about what I was going to talk about, and I was just like, okay, the Holy Spirit would lead me, because that's what I believe, and I'm always saying you can believe what you believe, but I, it's, it's you know, respect for every culture, every religious background when it comes to me, but for me, I try to be led by the Holy Spirit, and I was just like, however the Holy Spirit leads me, that's where I'm going to go, right, so I'm in my car and listening to what was going on on the radio. I get to my office. I'm looking at what um, what people are talking about via social media. What's, you know, what's the tea, if you will? <laughs> I, I don't like that, but <laughs> what the tea is, if you will. And the talk today is about, I don't even want to say his name. Ah, but that rap dude from Chicago who used to make dope beats and everybody used to love back in the day, but because, but in current days, you know, he's kind of fallen off our list. He has fallen off our list as a likable person. And I think to a degree, a lot of us just really want to like dude. A lot of us really want to have his back. But when he go think, go and saying things that's totally off the scale, it's like, man, what? So he's at the top of conversations today, and I don't even want to engage in what he's talking about. But I just feel like we at a time where people need to shut up. And here I am, a communicator, someone who specializes in communications, someone who is in a field of journalism where what we do is communicate messaging and have conversations and commentary and state opinions and state facts. <laughs> I'm in a field where I believe in communication. Like, it is the nucleus of what keeps a society going. It is the nucleus of what keeps relationships happy. But I just feel like we need to shut the heck up. I just feel like it is just way too much chatter happening in our society. Just people who are saying things off the cusp, off the top, like nothing thought out, no plan or strategic way of no studying, no reading, no Preparing a conversation, nobody helping this dude or the, a lot of these people formulate their messaging. And, you know, that's it. And 
you know, people would be like, it'd probably be like, that's not authentic. You know, that's not real. That's not authentic. But it is authentic to prepare yourself to sound like you got some goddamn sense. Like, it is authentic to learn and to speak on things that you know and to gain knowledge and some wisdom. That That's authentic. Just to be out here talking talking and trying to catch the wave and trying to be heard and trying to get people to pay attention to you, to you by saying anything that's outlandish, disrespectful, and can hurt things, mainly hurt children, what the hell is wrong with our world and our society? Like, a lot of these people is kind of making me miss Kevin Samuels because at least that dude... He had a reason for saying the things that he said. Like, he was trying to get to the bottom of some stuff, and he was speaking. Like, he had a purpose behind his madness, and it was strategic. It was in order. It was clean. But these people just be people just be out here talking for no reason, just saying stuff for no reason to get nowhere but to gain likes and shares and so forth, and all of these things. Like, I can disagree with you wholeheartedly as long as you can stand up in what you're saying and you have things that can back it up, you have a purpose, your point of view is what your point of view should be. Like, this unstructured way of dialogue is kind of annoying. I was at one point, like, feeling it because I was like, okay, people can air some of the buried stuff that they had on the inside of them and give people a platform to release a lot of their pain, release a lot of the things that they hold inside of them, especially for men. You know, because I I felt like for years we didn't have a space created for men, men to have open dialogue and to air their grievances and to, you know, share their disappointments. So when YouTube came along and brothers started picking up their podcast and having these conversations, I was like, you know, go for it, whatever. You know, um, heal, heal through whatever mechanism it is that's available for you to heal through. But what I'm seeing now is just bad. It's just a lot of rhetoric that makes us look like we are just out here. <laughs> and it's enough to pay attention to. It's enough to pay attention to. You know, and oh boy, from Chicago, the rapper that we used to like, but we really don't give two about now, you know, he brought up something that a conversation that I have worked extensively on communicating to specific communities, and that's the dangers of fentanyl and how it affects black people in urban communities. And it affects so many demographics of people. But my target audience for my magazine has, you know, a specific messaging. And so, If you want to take that conversation deeper, if you want to have a conversation about how this particular drug is impacting people, you can have that conversation with people that's already having it. You can bring your celebrity to the table and have dialogue with people who are already having that conversation, and it can help folks. You know, it can help save lives, and it can help to get messaging out, and it can help, like, black media, black-owned media get messaging out. It can, somebody like him can use his celebrity and his wealth to really be dynamic in these times that we're in. But he chooses to dig up something that's already been resolved, to have a conversation about something that's killing people that look like him. 
and so many other, look like so many other people, because fentanyl isn't nothing to play with. It's a dangerous drug. And to judge that up and bring that out into the conversation when it was already resolved, it's like a trigger. And it's like you're trying to pull people's trigger. And what is the point in that? What do you gain from that? What does, what do you, like, it's already been clear that he doesn't do a good job of protecting his own children because the reports that came out about him releasing the address of where they go to school and his ex-wife having to get security for their kids. So, of course, if, you don't, if you're not willing to protect your own kids, why does it make sense for you to protect the emotions of another child? But I think about the daughter of George Floyd. And if you all have seen the reports, I don't even want to talk about what he said, you know, but if you all seen the reports today, I think about that baby and how she has to continue to like keep reliving this over and over again. And it's so unnecessary. It's so unnecessary. This conversation doesn't even have to be occurring right now. And you know because of your platform that people are going to talk about it. Because of who you are, people are going to talk about it. And that may be the name to his game, but to to have people talking about what it is that he's talking about to show how much he can sway people and pull in the sheeple and all of this stuff. I don't know. But I just think about that child and, you know, the family and the hurt, the hurt that it reignites for our society to have to continue to relive that that moment and continue to see that police brutality in certain communities is still a problem and to undermine the issue without really addressing it. I just posted a chart on my website, I mean, on my social media, that shows a significant decrease in law, enfor- law enforcement intervention, meaning law enforcement who, um, that intervention that caused death. Matter of fact, let me pull it up so I can be specific. You know, uh, it's just so sad that we have to do this. But it is what it is. You know, we have to address these things and tackle them head on because we're dealing with fools. <laughs> but um, did I post it on my Facebook? I know I posted it on Twitter, and I barely use Twitter. But uh, I guess this is the direction of my conversation. I just wanted to get on here and chat a little bit. But I guess that was the direction of my conversation to allow my disappointment in that to 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 expound upon. I don't know where it's at. I hope I find it. I don't have much time to be with you guys. I only scheduled for 15 minutes. But I am going through. So it was a a chart that was shared in the report that I was reading. That was from the Indiana, Indiana Department of Health. And you know, that's where my office is headquartered in Monster, Indiana. And so I was just looking at a report um, just randomly, because I'm weird like that. I look at reports randomly, and I saw that 
law intervention, law enforcement intervention deaths went down significantly in 2020. But before that, between 2017 and 2020, they were insanely high, insanely high. So for me, that time really etched something in our history, and and it showed something. So I don't know after 2020 the numbers or the data, and I'm sure that at some point that the data will be published, but for the numbers to be, and they did rates, so the rate was very high. For the rate to be high, go down to a very low number in 2020, I would only assume it was because that um, the state was on lockdown. So there wasn't a lot going on um, for there to be law enforcement. Uh, so law legal intervention death rate is what it was, legal intervention death rate. And so the rate started in 2017 for black people at 0.77. By 2020, it was 0.15. So that is a huge decrease. And so I'm thinking that the the rate went down because we were on lockdown in 2020. There was no movement in the streets. And so uh, with that type of decrease in this type of population that is predominantly white, uh, Indiana is a red state. So what I'm saying is this issue still lives. This is an issue that we need to be addressing, not glossing over and saying and, and intertwining, intertwining the message, saying that uh, trying to, I don't, I don't know, I, intertwine fentanyl, fentanyl with uh, legal intervention, death. Like, that's crazy. To do that is so wrong. Slap in the face to all the work that has been done, but we already know that that man has issues. But let's continue to talk about it. Let's continue the conversations in a good, healthy way with the facts. Until next week, I hate I wasted that little bit of time I had, but until next week, I holla at y'all. Peace out.